0: A large portion of the Jewish nation has returned to its homeland, but the heart, soul, and mind of much of the Jewish nation are still in exile mode. This state of affairs must and will inevitably change. This is Torah Nation TV from Jerusalem, and we are speaking with the head of Machon Shiloh, Rabbi David Bar-Chaim. Shalom, Rabbi Bar-Chaim. Shalom. Is one required to judge and assess another person's actions favorably under all circumstances.
1: In the Mishnah, in Masekheth Avoth, the first chapter, we find
0: the following well-known
1: statement by Yoshua ben Parahya. Yoshua ben Parahya stated, Aselach one should make an effort to find a spiritual mentor and teacher, someone to teach one Torah, someone that one can turn to with mm all manner of questions as regarding Torah and how to live one's life according to the Torah. And one should also make the effort to, to foster relationships, positive, meaningful relationships with people who are on that same Torah wavelength who will be able to assist you and be your partner and... Uh, confidence, someone that you can trust in and discuss matters with at all times. That is also an important piece of advice for every person to have such a friend or a number of such people. And the third thing that Yeshua Ben Parahia states is And judge all people, literally, judge all people favorably. Some people take that last teaching to judge all people favorably in the most literal and even extreme sense. That is to say that no matter what uh, the indications may be as to that person's background, state of mind, uh, intentions, etc., one should always uh, take the most positive and optimistic point of view regarding that person's actions and also their intentions. However, if we think about this for a moment, we will very quickly realize that this is uh, an unreasonable and uh, even naive approach to, to life and to uh, making decisions based on what, what we see or what we would like to see, what we would like to believe to be true. And of course, there can be very often very serious ramifications to those, those decisions that we make, those assessments that we choose to adopt. And therefore, it is important to understand the words of Yoshua of ben Parahya correctly. Rambam, in his commentary on the Mishnah, here in Musaykhaz Avoth, he writes as follows, In Yano, The meaning of this statement, of judging people favorably, is as follows. If we are speaking of a person whom you do not know, you do not know if this person is a righteous person or the opposite of a righteous person. A person who allows himself to do things because he wants to do them, because they are enjoyable or because they are to his benefit, whether or not they are correct and true or moral. That's, that is the definition of a Rasha. With regards to such a person that you do not know well, and you see this person either taking a certain action or making a certain statement. And it is possible to interpret that action or that statement of that person whom you do not know. You do not know this person very well at all. So you do not have any basis on which to assume this person to be one or the other, to be righteous, or the opposite of righteous. And you hear this person say something or you see this person do something, And it is possible to interpret it in one fashion, in a positive light. But, on the other hand, if you choose to look at it differently, which is also a perfectly reasonable interpretation of what you saw or what you heard, then this action or this statement would be far from good. It would be, in fact, negative. It would be, perhaps, even evil. Then, In that situation, again, a person whom you do not really know, and the action or the statement in question allows of both a more positive and a more negative interpretation, then you should opt for the positive interpretation. And you should assume, therefore, that this person's intention was positive or this action was intended at least, whether or not it worked out that way is another question. But that the Intention and the action was directed uh, to a good purpose. Rambam continues, however, and says, "Aval, However, If, however, we are speaking of a person that you know to be righteous, he is well known to you. You are familiar with his actions, his character, his statements over a long period of time. And therefore, you have every reason to believe this person to be a sadiq, to be a righteous, God fearing person who chooses and opts to do the right thing. And he is well known for this. And you see this person uh, do a certain action or make a certain statement, which normally, when looked at from uh, all reasonable perspectives and angles would seem to be a negative or uh, something, a negative action or statement or something which is forbidden. And it is only possible to judge that action, to assess that statement as being good and positive and proper It is only possible to do so by going out on a limb, by accepting a a very unlikely scenario or very far-fetched interpretation. Nevertheless, you are required to interpret it in that uh, positive light, even though it is on the face of it. Another person perhaps would not know this person, to be a righteous person, would perhaps find that explanation or that interpretation very far-fetched. Nevertheless, because you know him to be so, you must interpret it in that light. Because it is possible, it may seem far-fetched to many, but you, knowing this person to be righteous, you must adopt that positive interpretation, seeing that there is such a possibility. It is. Nevertheless, reasonable to view it in that way. It's not totally impossible. And you may not suspect him of doing evil or thinking evil. And it is exactly in this context, with regards to such a person and such a case, that Hazal say elsewhere, in the Gemara Moseichat Shabbat, that he who thinks evil of kisharim, of people who are known to be kasherim, people who are known to be righteous, upright, uh, people who do the right thing and are known for doing the right thing. And therefore, you have every reason to assume that this person, in this case too, intended to do the right thing and has a, a positive purpose in mind. A person who thinks evil, who suspects such a person of doing something wrong or incorrect, loke for, he will be punished and he will suffer physical punishment or suffering. That is the statement of the Chachamim in the Talmud, the Shabbat. And that, says Rambam, is the operative principle when dealing with a person whom you know to be righteous, to be upright, to follow the path of the Torah, to be just and moral and sensitive to... Right and wrong, good and evil. Rambam continues, however, and says, If this person is well known to you and to others as being an evil person, a person who has demonstrated on many occasions that he does whatever he pleases, whatever he chooses, because it is convenient because it uh, is to his benefit, expedient, without real care for what is right and what is wrong. And we certainly do not know him to be someone who always follows the, the path of the Torah. And he's known to be such a person. And we see such a person taking an action or making a statement that on the face of it, reasonably, must be considered to be good and positive. But it is possible, although perhaps far-fetched, but it is possible also to interpret that apparently good, positive, well-intentioned action to be uh, something else, to actually be hiding some evil intention or purpose. So One must be very circumspect and one must be very careful. One should not assume that this person intended to do something right and proper because we know we have a hazaka. We have, we have based on experience, long experience with this person. We know that this person is generally not such a person. And this is clear to us. This is known to us, not by hearsay, but by well-known and established facts. Then, even if the action seems in this particular case to be positive and good, we are not allowed to make that assumption because the evil and the wicked are frequently very talented and gifted at uh, showing themselves to be something that they are not, to portraying themselves in a positive light, when in fact they are trying to do something quite different. And therefore, Imam says one has to be very careful and be suspicious of such a person, and one should not assume that, well, normally, yes, he does the wrong thing, and uh, we often have seen him to be an immoral and even wicked person, but uh, in this case, it seems that he really was doing a good deed. Even that should not be your initial assumption. And therefore, you should not make such assumptions, as the Pasuk says in in the book of Mishle, that one should always assume that when dealing with an evil person, that his intentions and his actions are evil. Because you should know and you must assume that his heart, his intentions, his his... Thoughts are directed to the evil and not to the good. So if we sum up these two initial points that Rambam makes, in the case of a person that we know to be a righteous, good, proper person who follows the path of the Torah, then we must go out of our way, even to the point of making assumptions that normally would be considered far-fetched, in order to interpret that person's actions or uh, statements in a positive light. We are required to do so. And that is not, in fact, what this Mishnah is speaking of. Here, it is a positive requirement that we make such assumptions, in the case that this, uh, is, this person is known to us as, as a righteous person. And the opposite is also true, says Rambam. If you know the person to be evil, if you are fully uh, acquainted with this person's actions and, and his, his uh, way of looking at things and the way he conducts himself in the world, then you must not make any positive assumptions about his actions, even when it seems that he is doing something correct and proper. And in, in order to drive home this point, this last point, that a person known to be an evil person whose actions have proved time again that he is not righteous at all. With regards to such a person, one must assume, unfortunately, it is unfortunate, but it is also realistic and therefore necessary in order that we not make mistakes, in order that we not uh, foolishly and naively assume that a person's intentions are are good when in fact they are uh, almost certainly evil, in order that we not inadvertently assist the evil in achieving their aims in this world, which inevitably means that uh, the righteous will suffer at their hands. Good people or innocent people will suffer if we allow the evil to get away and with, with, with their plans to get away with what they wish to do. If we are willing to be naive or if we convince ourselves that we must be naive and must, uh, as it were, forget all that we know about this person. That is entirely not the purpose of this uh, teaching of Yeshua ben Prahya, says Rambam. And Rambam quotes, to drive this point home, quotes the Pasuk from Sefer Mishle, Parikafuel Pasuk 2625, Ki yahanen kholo, even if this person speaks very finely and seems to uh, be saying wonderful things, al-ta'amanbo, do not trust him. Kisheva to because it is almost certainly the case that he is uh, intending to fool you, to deceive you, and in fact his intentions are anything but pure. What therefore was yoshua ben Parahya and this Mishnah coming to teach us regarding this? Rambam says, "Im yodua." If this person is unknown to us. We do not know him to be a righteous person based on our experience of him in the past, nor do we know him to be an evil person, a person who uh, follows his, his inclinations and his appetites no matter where they lead. We do not know this person at all. He is unknown and he's uh, a clean slate as far as we are concerned and we see this person doing a certain action or making a certain statement, which can be interpreted reasonably, either one way or the other. It can be seen in a positive light. One can uh, propose a, a positive interpretation, a well intentioned interpretation, or one can also view it in negative light and say it's also possible that he meant to do or to say otherwise. In that situation, says Rambam, the teaching of Yerushua ben Parahya is an act of hasiduth. It is an, a, a teaching which says, in this case, you must opt, even though there are two, two options, there are two possibilities, both of which are very reasonable and, and feasible. Nevertheless, you must, if you wish to be, a hasid, a hasid is someone who does not only do that which is absolutely required of him, but wishes to go beyond that, wishes to, to act lifnim mishurath to act beyond the call of duty. As a hasid, in that case, you should, and you must, act la you must judge him and assess this action or this statement in, to view it in the most positive light possible seeing that you did not know anything about this person, seeing that you have no prior experience and facts to go by. Therefore, we see, according to Rambam's illuminating explanation, yoshua ben Parahya was not teaching us that the Torah requires us to be foolish or naive and to uh, risk all sorts of, things in order to uh, insist on a positive interpretation to whatever we see or hear, particularly not when we have good reason to assume otherwise. That would be against common sense and against human experience. And the Torah is never uh, against, the Torah never runs against the grain of common sense or human experience, quite the opposite. Yoshua ben Parahia's statement is a statement of Hasidut, that is to say, a teaching which directs us in a situation where either interpretation would be legitimate or reasonable and one could not necessarily fault either interpretation. In that situation, one should prefer, one should opt for the positive and and more optimistic interpretation. And hopefully, with the help of Hashem, we will not be led astray, we will not be deceived and we will not uh, make incorrect assessments. And on on that basis, we will not make incorrect decisions which would lead possibly to very dire outcomes. Hopefully Hashem will direct us always in the path of both wisdom and justice and reason in order to make the right decisions.
0: Thank you Rabbi Bar Chaim. We would like to encourage our listeners to share these podcasts with friends and send in your responses. We would also like to suggest the following opportunity to our listeners. If you identify with Rabbi Baruch message and would like to sponsor or dedicate a podcast in honor or memory of a loved one, if you would like to obtain Birkon Nusach Eretz Israel or invite the rabbi for a speaking engagement, please email us at office at machonshilo.org.